Holy Father God in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, Lord, help everyone who is with us at this time to pray uh, for themselves, for their families, and for others. I cannot thank you enough for your love, your grace, and your mercy, and your forgiveness of sins through your Holy Son, the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, who died for our sins, was uh, buried and rose on the third day by your power. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are. For they could be worse. I praise you, Holy Father God, for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. <clears throat> down through the years. I praise you, Holy Father God, for uh, salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon me and upon my family down through the years and giving us the faith and the mind to walk by faith and not by sight. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and help everybody who is saved and born again to pray. Lord, as we confess our sins, our failures, and our faults, for Jesus Christ's sake, our Lord, continue to show us mercy and forgive us of our sins. For you have said in your word, uh, if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us afresh and anew on this morning and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing the fruit and the liberty Lord of your Holy Spirit put a God in our hearts our minds our tongues our attitudes and our temperaments that we would not sin against you throughout this day deliver us Lord today from our temptations Deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight.
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed, Lord, help us who are saved and born again. Uh, help us by the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit to humble ourselves <clears throat> and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray also today, Lord, that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, Heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, I still pray for the salvation of my own wife and family members who are religious but lost, church going but lost, talk about Jesus but not saved. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would also cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife Marika White and others in my own family. And, uh, and in the Christian family everywhere who, uh, where they have these problems. And Lord, I do pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, help everyone in my family and outside of my family to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. that uh, you would indeed lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will deliver those of us who are saved and born again by your grace. Uh, lead us, guide us, and direct us, and deliver us from all uh, distresses and afflictions tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions with lessons learned from you. And Lord God in heaven, we pray that you would deliver us from all of our spiritual and mental and physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student loan progress, uh, student progress and deliver us Lord from all of these things 
uh, and uh, give us sweet victory in every area of life as you have done down through the years. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will uh, continue to show the world mercy in the midst of chastisement and rebuke against the church and in the midst of punishment for our evil ways because you love us that you deliver us all from uh, deliver people from around the world rather around the world from a housing crisis food crisis medical crisis utilities crisis and holy father god uh, the work and the things that you want us to accomplish and to do and that need to be done we pray that you will uh, help us to do it give us your energy your strength all of the work not only in the live services but uh, uh, behind the scenes and Lord I praise you and I thank you for all of my children who have served with me in the ministry for years and some are, are still engaged and involved on a daily basis some are uh, supporting in other ways and I do pray Lord and I thank you for all of my children and I pray that you will uh, uh, help them all to examine themselves and make sure that they're in the faith as I've had the privilege of leading them to you on their seventh birthday and I believe most of them are saved and Lord I do pray that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit and lead them and guide them and direct them in the path and in the way that you want them to go. I pray for Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. <coughs> Pardon me, Lord. Uh, all of my offspring and I pray that you will continue to lead, guide, and direct them in the way that you want them to go. And Holy Father God, I pray for other parents and their children in the same way, who are saved, people who name the name of Christ. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would protect, Lord, my family and uh, all of the family members of people uh, uh, protect the families of the people who are uh, in the audience right now and who will be in the audience and uh, and all Christians everywhere protect us Holy Father God from ourselves our flesh and the devil and the demons of hell and from evil people in the family evil people in the church and evil people in the world And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would place upon us, upon us today, uh, the whole arm of God, 
Surround us with the band of your holy angels, a wall of your holy fire. Be with us uh, throughout this day and help us to keep our hearts and minds stayed on you. Keep us, Lord, therefore in perfect peace and help us to pray without ceasing. To pray always, to continue instant in prayer. And Holy Father God, I pray that everything we do today, not only in this service, but uh, behind the scenes, have it to be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is in his name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Yesterday, beloved, we uh, remembered the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, who did her job and did it well. <clears throat> oh, okay. You have to, uh, you got to do the same thing, yeah. You got to come around here and just do the same thing. You got to just touch the, uh, the picture right there. Here you go. There you go. Yeah, hit it again. You got it, you got it, you got it. You got it. Okay, now you got you got to put that. Go, no, that's good. But you go ahead and put put that in the put that in the hole. Yeah, but you you're hearing it outside. I don't think that's the right one. Or push it in more. Okay, you got it now. Testing one two three. Testing one two three. Okay, good. Okay, you could probably just leave right, leave it in there and go over there. That's good right there. And we're still remembering uh, Queen Elizabeth. What an extraordinary life that God gave her and gave her the ability to live. All right here. Go ahead and get that started. What an extraordinary life, okay? Now, that God gave her and that God gave her the ability to live and you must understand God is the one who gave you your life and God has a purpose for your life you will never be queen or king of Great Britain but uh, 
God will help you live out what you're designed to do in his kingdom. And so we're going to repeat the songs first her her favorite hymn and then we're going to uh do the song we did yesterday God save the queen praise my soul the king of heaven <clears throat> to his feet your tribute bring ransomed healed restored forgiven evermore his praises sing alleluia alleluia I read these hymns to you for two reasons number one I cannot sing them uh, I I would offend you with my singing number two I've always been about the words uh, I did this with my family growing up raising my children if uh, uh, we we would sing some of the songs and some songs we read. We would read and uh, sing, and, and then sometimes we'll sing a song and then read the words. Because I've always been about the words. What amazes me about the old hymns are the words. Praise the everlasting King. This is a, the, one of the favorite hymns of Queen Elizabeth II. Praise him for his grace and favor to his people in distress. Praise him still the same as ever. Slow to chide and swift to bless. Alleluia. Alleluia. Glorious in his faithfulness. Father-like, he tends and spares us. Well, our feeble frame he knows. In his hand he gently bears us. Rescues us from all our foes. Alleluia. Alleluia. Widely yet his mercy flows. Angels help us to adore him. You behold him face to face. Sun and moon bow down before him, dwellers all in time and space. Alleluia, alleluia. Now, God save the Queen. The words of the national anthem of Great Britain, they've already changed it to King. God save our gracious Queen. Long live our noble queen, now king. God save the king. Send him vict victorious. Make him to be victorious. Thy choicest gifts in love on her pleased to pour. Long may be her reign. May she defend our laws and ever give 
us cause to sing with heart and voice, God save the Queen. And so we are uh, remembering Queen Elizabeth II. As many of you know, I do not believe that King Charles III is a legitimate king and that he should abdicate the throne and pass it on to his son who does not have the baggage, the divorced and remarried baggage, the stealing of a man's wife, committing adultery with her repeatedly while she was married and uh, of course she the same which is against uh, the Word of God which rules really over the Church of England and over everybody else including the King and um, but it's also written down in their laws and um, uh, and everything dealing with the royal family that he should not be the king because of his not only committing adultery repeatedly but living in adultery see this this is the problem this is disrespect to the words of Jesus Christ. And I know we as wicked, sinful human beings, including myself, we say, oh, well, let them go ahead on and do it. It's fine. We all have had similar issues. And I know, but see, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about God, Jesus, God's word, Jesus' words. It's about what the Bible says. It's not about how we feel. Because we feel like, we feel that way because we're wicked, evil, ungodly sinners. And we have failed, oftentimes, similarly. Over half of the people of the world have been divorced. Some in, in probably the same remarried. So they're going to feel some kind of way it's okay with them because we did it. But see, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about what God says. And speaking of what God says, turn in your Bibles now to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, a very unique verse in this passage, because God speaks to the husband and to the wife. God speaks to the husband and to the wife. In one verse, if you notice uh, regarding the writing of God and the, uh, what Jesus Christ has said, uh, very succinct. Uh, God does not waste words, and he, he does not go on and on. He, he tells you what, and by the way, these are commandments, by the way, uh, in the New Testament. These are not suggestions. God does not speak in that language. Or of I advise you. Uh, or I'm suggesting to you that you do this. 
God tells us what to do. And it's up to us whether or not we do it. Uh, if we want his blessings on our lives, then we will do it. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. God is speaking to the husband and the wife. And uh, what does this love that God is talking about look like? Is it always saccharine and syrupy? and uh, sweet? Uh, the answer is no. God's love is good because this is the love that he's talking about here. His love. The only way that you can stay married to a sinner is by the grace of God and God's love. The only way that you can love a sinner is through God's love that he imparts in your heart as a saved, born-again person. Okay? Your little human love and your little human infatuation of, I think he's cute, I think she's uh, cute. You're not uh, in the Brady Bunch show. That's not what this is about. Love can sometimes be hard and firm. And as Dr. Dobson said many years ago, tough. See, the reason why God's love is so important is because, and so durable, uh, is because you're dealing with wicked, evil, ungodly sinners. And a wicked, evil, ungodly sinner can do anything. And so God wants you to love, wants husbands to love their wives with that durable love, his love, that will tell her the truth about herself, uh, that durable love, that tough love that will rebuke her for her evil ways and tell her to her face about herself and hold her accountable as to uh, the job that she should be doing for God, for you the husband and for the children. If the husband cannot show that kind of love, that marriage is not going to last. Because uh, con contrary to uh, what people think in sweet evangelicalism, which has led the church to fall away into the ditch, Women are not weak in the sense they can't take anything. Oh, they may not like it when you rebuke them. They may not like it and, and may get into a little 
uh, attitude if you tell them that they need to take a shower because they stink you can't go several days as a woman and not take a shower when you tell them the truth that they have picked and they put on a dress they used to have on and now they can hardly get in it and it's, it's too tight you tell them the truth and when they ask you how do I look in this dress you look terrible get it off get another dress if if she's going to get mad and leave because you tell her the truth then you don't have a good wife anyway son so you might as well just tell the truth and shame the devil and by by the way because most of you, you men act like you don't know so you just keep on lying to your wife that's not love man you're just playing the same manipulative game she plays she will, deep down in her heart, she will respect you more, appreciate you more, and stay with you longer if you tell her the truth. She needs, like everybody else, somebody that uh, who she knows will tell her the truth about whatever. Early on in our marriage, my wife is here with me right now, helping in the ministry over 34 years. And there's no human way possible for a proud, stubborn, rebellious, uh, feisty Jamaican woman to stay in a marriage uh, without God's help and leadership and guidance and direction and so and without a man who knows how to handle her that's not I would venture to say that most Jamaican women if they did get married are divorced I, I, I just that's just from my experience with uh, Jamaican women I've had many Jamaican girlfriends and so forth and most of them are very stubborn and proud and don't tell me this is not the case they will say this themselves and uh, all Jamaican men know that is the case that's why some of them rather marry other women from other places because they don't know how to deal with them and uh, there's no human way possible that my wife would be with me for 34 years and does not want to leave because uh, without me being firm with her and telling her the truth and uh, showing tough love there's no way no way because this is a deep rooted and plus she's got a negro black chinese and everything else in her so you know there's no there's no telling what kind of demons is going on behind the scenes with that uh <laughs> but you know uh if you don't understand that god's love does not may not look like love sometimes 
because we're dealing with proud, oftentimes stubborn and rebellious and disobedient people. Now, if you have a nice, submissive, docile, sweet wife, then you, you, you may not have to do uh, or say some of the things that I've had to say and do. Uh, but if I had not done them and said them, she would not be here. Because she knows, and she's not even, I don't even believe my wife is saved, which it makes it even more difficult. Because, see, once you are born again, and once you are saved, if you're truly saved and born again, God will deal with you in such a way. He will help you to understand the importance of obedience. And God has his way. God has his way. So you men out there who are bought into the lies that the sweet evangelical preachers and teachers have taught you through their little books on marriage and family. First of all, you're not married to their wife. They may have a virtuous, sweet, hard-working wife who, who like Queen Elizabeth, uh, uh, keeps her vows as far as being submissive and obedient and all of that. Someone said yesterday that the main thing that drove Queen Elizabeth is the vow she took before God many years ago. Okay, that's number one. Uh, the things that these evangelical preachers suggest, which they, they think, they, they, they really think they're saying something when they tell you, once a week, buy your wife some flowers. Once a week, get a babysitter and uh, take your wife on a date. Uh, every time you go to the car, even if it's pouring down rain, when it, when it should be every man and every woman for themselves, Go open the door for your wife. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, most women, there are some who might like that kind of uh, chivalry. But most women can care less about that. They can open their own door. They don't need to go on a date, don't want to go on a date. See, first of all, when you get married, we're not dating. I dated you back then. Uh, we're not dating. That, 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 that's, that's, see, that's sweet evangelicalism at work. That tells you to do stuff and makes you go in debt getting a babysitter. That's the last thing on earth you need to do. See, the benefit of marriage is you don't have to do all of that to uh, have sex and, and get down to business. Uh, you know, when it comes down to that need, uh, most women, contrary to what, what most sweet Christian evangelical men think, uh, let's get some uh, takeout and let's get down to business. Or let's get down to business first and, do, and then do takeout. We don't need to go on a date. We don't need to change clothes and all of that. That's, 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 that's foolishness that people have been taught. 
And we got thousands of men trying to get some money to take their wife, just like the pastor and his wife, uh, and and take this their wife every day, week to a special. And that that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything to you, and it doesn't mean anything to her. You can have a great date right there with your family. Anybody in their right mind knows the best food is the food you cook. That's the best food. And because of YouTube and 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 and, and other sites, you can cook some of the best food in the world. In fact, things that you like out there. Uh, take it back to the passage. Things you like out there, Chipotle's and Chick-fil-A. By the way, you want a good Chick-fil-A sandwich? You want? Let me tell you. Go to Aldi's. A-L-D-I. They have a bag of chicken breast already ready to go. Don't cost you hardly anything. Get you some of their brochet bread and and a bottle of pickles. Uh, you're in business. You are in business. You don't have to go to Chick-fil-A. You can make your own Chick-fil-A sandwich. And it tastes just as good, if not better. What you're paying for at Chick-fil-A is the convenience of somebody else doing it for you. For the money you spend at Chick-fil-A, and by the way, they have a waffle fries too. If you can't get it, you can't get the waffle fries at Aldi. Go to Walmart; they have them. For what you pay for your Chick-fil-A lunch, you can buy the waffle, a big old bag of waffle fries, and six chicken fillets that taste just as good as Chick-fil-A, if not better. I think it tastes better. And feed the whole family. And you can have your date right there with your family watching your children instead of turning your children over to some purple-haired freak or queer. Don't get mad at me. That's what they call themselves, queer. You don't know where they come from. You don't know what they're going to do with your children. And you come home the next day. And your son got some pink dye in his hair. That's what your baby said. You just paid $120. Did to him. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, each one of you husbands, so love his wife even as himself. Do you love you? I love myself. And and, and and here's how here's what I know about you, husband. Contrary to what the world says, contrary to what the sweet evangelicals say that you're such a terrible person, contrary to what millions of other women out there who are not married to you and they're not married to anybody because they ran off every man say about you that you're just a beast, you're just an animal, you're no good, and so forth. Here's what I know about you. If you're saved and you're born again. You love your wife and you love your children and you want the best for them. 
And not only that, everything that you enjoy, you really want them to enjoy it. But if you have a devilish wife who's full of hell and the devil and not saved and and proud and stubborn and rebellious, as many of you do, maybe not to the level of my wife, uh, they, they, listen to me, they are not going to like anything you do because they're in rebellion against you. And so do not do as my dad did and get off into this appeasement situation. Always uh, trying to appease her. Always trying to uh, please her. Everything that she wants. You never say no. You never tell her the truth. You live in an ocean of lies. Because you fear triggering triggering her. She's already triggered, man. And she would act better if she got around a man who's not going to put up with her foolishness. See? I've never had any problem with women. Even And, 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 and I believe my wife is one of the uh, worst wives and mothers ever. But I don't have any problems. That's just the truth. I, and I'm trying to help you. She's right here. We've been together for 34 years. We're going to be together, uh, uh, I believe, until we die. And she's, she already knows that. She's heard me say that before. I, I'm trying to help you, sir. I'm trying to help you, ma'am. Using uh, our situation and being transparent about it. So that you can understand that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. And if one saved person and one lost person can make it for 34 years because of Jesus, the Bible, the word of God, and prayer, then if you two are saved, you can make it. And even if one is not saved, you can make it. Because Jesus has that kind of power. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about God. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the Word of God. It's not little tricks and little tips and, and, and little tools and all that garbage that you get from the sweet evangelicals. It's garbage. Nothing but garbage. Which has led the whole evangelical church, so-called church, to total falling away into a ditch and just like that commercial they have fallen and they can't get up now if you want to go down in the ditch with them you go right ahead I'm trying to help you avoid going into the ditch with them with all of their foolishness and their little tool kits and their little tools you understand me that 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 bull does not work people Just read your Bible and obey the Bible. Do what God says. God commands you, sir, to love your wife. Do you love your wife? Does love mean bending over backwards to your head, touch your foot, the back of your foot? Where you don't stand up as a man and you, let, you, you tell your wife how it's going to be? Oh, it won't be. 
I told my wife before we got married, we're going to do it God's way according to Ephesians uh, 5 and 6 or no way. And I meant it. And, 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 and see, have her look you in your eyes and see if you are for real. Now, if she knows you're not for real, then that's not going to work. My wife knows that what I tell her is for real. And what I have told her is for real. Because she knows, because my trust is in God. My trust is not in her. I'm not keeping my vows to God because of her, because I fear her. I fear God. And in the sense that I like being blessed. You understand me, gentlemen? I like being blessed. I like the privileges that God gives me. I like the favor that God shows me. I like God being with me. I don't like being in a broken fellowship relationship with God. That's a very painful thing. And it leads to other chastisement. So I'm not going to do anything to hurt her. Uh, and uh, so that I would get into trouble with God. And God will put you into trouble. If you, if you hate your wife to the point of hurting her. Now, tough love may hurt, but uh, it's for the good of the marriage and the family. Uh, my wife does not have to steal from me, but she steals from me. So am I going to let her keep on acting like this is not happening and let her keep? You say, well, I thought you were supposed to have everything in common. Well, no, we don't have it like that. You still need to ask. Now, if you have been... If you have been a great wife and a loving wife and mother and you've been a virtuous wife and mother all of these years, man, you, you know, we, can, we might have it like that. But we don't have it like that. I hope you have it like that. Do you? It doesn't bother you when you put something in the refrigerator, you're looking forward to having it the next day, and, 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 and uh, uh, a, a rat took it. <laughs> Your wife took it from you. Your husband took it from you. Or they, worse than that, dipped into it a couple of times. And then lie about it. Huh? See, you don't realize this, but many people get divorces over things like that. I, I don't need to get a divorce. I'm just going to rebuke her for it. And, 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 and point it out. See, I don't want that done. And by the way, that's love too. One of the main reasons why we're still together and she's here helping me in the ministry today is because I have never lied to my wife. I know that's hard to believe for even some of you men to believe that. Because you've been lying all your life to your wife. I've never lied to my wife about anything. See, her role is to submit to me and to be a helpmeet. Why would I lie to somebody who's under me? That's ridiculous. See. And I, b good, bad, and ugly. I've never lied to my wife about anything. She knows it. That's one of the reasons why she's still here. When I speak to her about anything, she knows I'm going to tell the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. I'm going to tell her the deal. And so, uh, that's love too, though. Rebuking her about stealing my cashews and stealing things I have in the refrigerator and stuff like that. 
she knows she cannot pass gas around me. I have told her that from Jump Street and uh, uh, period. And if she does, I rebuke her for it. Don't do, don't do that around me. Don't do that around me. Don't do that in, in my house. Go to the bathroom. You know, people people divorce and kill each other over little things like that. You don't have to do that if you tell people up front the truth of what you don't like and what you don't want. And if you are in the authority, uh, if you are the authority in the relationship which God has given you to the authority, you should not uh, uh, feel like you can't do that. And then God says, and the wife, see that she reverence her husband. The wife, doesn't matter what the world thinks or the American way. And yes, I will venture to say, I still have to preach the word of God. Regardless of the situation and regardless of the season, in season and out of season. Okay? Whether I feel like... Uh, it's going to uh, cause people to quit the evil they're doing and do it right at this junction, which, humanly speaking, I don't see that happening at this point. But that does not mean I should stop preaching it. My allegiance is to God. My main audience is an audience of one. He's watching me and watching what I do. Now, the other reason why I still preach the word of God like this, straight up, is because I know it works. It doesn't matter what the world is doing or what the church is doing. Nowadays, you can't even tell the church from the world or the world from the church. The sweet evangelicals and the sweet charismatics and the sweet Baptists joining together and the sweet Methodists... Uh, have caused the whole church to fall away into the ditch. Blind leading the blind. And so I, if I were you, I would not buy anybody's book. It's mostly evangelicals who write the books. They have the education. They have the machinery. They have the pipes. They have the bookstores and everything else. I would not buy anybody's book. I'll just give me a good old-fashioned Bible and read the Bible. Those of you who are saved and, and are born again and who love the Lord. And, and just do what the Bible says. God will bless you for doing that. I would not buy anybody's book on marriage, anybody's cassette tape or a CD or whatever. I would not do it is nothing but a bunch of foolishness and I believe that the the main leader of the Christian counseling organization in America uh, Dr. Clinton would say the same thing I believe that Dr. Tony Evans would say the same thing we have gotten away from the Word of God and we're all writers of books okay so I mean uh, and we thank God for 
giving us the ability to write. But uh, it's best for you to read the Bible. And, and we have some fierce wives today who want to control and dominate their husbands. I say to you, husband, don't let her do that. So much so. Oh, yes, in America, you can do what you want. Uh, but not in my house. For example, uh, husbands, if you don't want your wife to go out on a coffee uh, uh, date with the, her girlfriends and y'all have four children and so forth and so on you don't want her to leave the house you have the authority to tell her don't leave the house I want you to stay here and fix up me some food and these children some food and take care of your children and she should submit to that reverence you and respect you look at some of you women right now uh, moving your neck back and forth side to side which men can't do you're mad as fire, folding your arms up. That's what that's what authority over the wife is about. That's what submissiveness is about. You say, well, preacher, what if your wife just wanted to leave and go out on a date with her girlfriends at coffee or go to uh, on a cruise with her girlfriends and so forth? And she she is is, is saying she's going to walk out the door, and you don't want her to do that. I'm not going to do anything. If she walks out that door, I'm going to tell her, if you walk out that door, do not come back. You know why? Because she's disobeying God and me. Hello, look at you, you American way people, you sweet evangelicals. The devil is a lie. And you're a lie too, I'm, tell I'm telling you that to your face. She can go. In America, people can do what they want to do. It's the American way. Uh, but I'm, I, I have the authority to tell you now, if you walk out that door and go with your girlfriends and leave me and these children behind, uh, don't come back because we're done. And she knows I, I would mean it in my case. Now, if you don't, if, if she, your wife does not believe you, then uh, then you have a problem. I've got 99 problems, but uh, my wife ain't one in my life. Now, now she, she has some problems, but she's not a problem to me because it's going to go my way. You know why? Because I understand my role under God. We're not going to have an argument. You say, preacher, have you and your wife ever argued? Nope. I don't believe any Christian couple ought to argue. There's no that is not biblical and my sweet evangelical brethren bless their hearts they have books on the market how to fight fair how to argue with your spouse and and to do it in a fair fashion and all of this damnable foolishness foolishness not, we're not having an argument. How can we have an argument? You're not even on my level. We're not equals. 
I've never had any arguments with my children either. It's just going to go my way. Whether you like it or not, it's going to go my way. You can be huffy and puffy and mad at me, as my wife uh, has been. That doesn't faze me, but see, I'm wired a different way. And some of you husbands, you want your wife to be looking like she's happy all the time. It don't matter to me because, see, you you should have brought happiness to the marriage by being a born-again Christian. You should have brought the party with you because I'm bringing the party because Jesus is the party. Okay, I, I cannot help but be happy. I've never been unhappy since I've been saved. Uh, you know, joy and joyful and peaceful and all of that. And so you're not going to discombobulate my joy and peace. You're not going to do that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I've never let my wife do that. Some of you men, my dad did, did it. If, the, if, mama, if mommy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Uh, I say to hell with that. I've already cast that into hell for you. Why are you taking that out of hell? I put it in hell for you. Uh, 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 to hell with that. If mommy ain't happy, if wifey ain't happy, ain't nobody happy in the house. Uh-uh, 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 no, to hell with that. I'll say it again. Another philosophy that evangelicals have pushed. Uh, happy wife, happy life. No, 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 Negro. Uh, I was happy before I got married, and I'm happy now. Whether she's happy or not, that does not matter to me. Because, uh, see... I can't make you happy. Only God can make you happy. The only somebody who made me happy was God. Before I got saved, I had blue Mondays, and if if it was not raining, if it was not sunshiny outside, that was depressing to me before I got saved. Yes, sir. I was like that. You know, living for the weekend and all of that right there. Once I got saved, I have never been that way. That's why I tell all of you people, make sure that you bring happiness to the table once you, uh, uh, once you get married. You need to have Jesus on the inside of you. And you need the Holy Spirit so that you can reverence your husband, respect your husband, fear your husband, so to speak. That's all this reverence means, respects, the same thing. Fearing God does not mean uh, uh, you are scared of him. It means that you reverence him and you respect him and you do understand that he's in charge and in control. And in God's case, uh, if you don't obey him, you need to fear and understand that he will chastise you and deal with you. Do you know there's some women who are under punishment by their husbands and they don't even know it? Because here's, here's what I know. A thousand things, because a husband loves his wife, will come to his mind that he wants to do for her, but he will not do it because she's not obedient to him. And husband, if you're not doing that, I feel sorry for you. I went into a store, Aldi store, the other day. I bought something for my wife that I knew she would like. 
and because she displayed a nasty attitude about something, I can't even remember what it was, I told her to her face in the car, I'm not going to give it to you. Now, most husbands would never say anything. And there are things I don't say that I would like to do for her that I don't do because she's not, she does not have the right attitude. Uh, she's not showing the proper respect. She's not showing the proper reverence. And uh, and if you think that's going to make her run away, then so be it. I mean, but you're in charge. God put you in charge. And I believe most women who are, who are saved, for sure, will respond to that in the way they should respond to it. And get their act together. They don't want to keep missing out on blessings. I don't like missing a blessing. I don't know what's wrong with you people. I do not know what's wrong with you people. I don't like missing blessings, man. Woman, I don't. I, I See, as long as you are obedient, yes, you have some trials and some temptations and tests and tensions and all of that. But as long as you are obedient to God, the blessings continue to flow. It's a wonderful thing to have a continual, a continual blessed life, my friend. And with God's favor in every given situation, when you show up, God shows you. He blesses you with favor in the sight of even wicked, evil people. And we're all wicked and evil. That's why God's favor and God's blessing is very important. Now, let me tell you something. God will extend that favor to your children. See, there, I have children who think they've done everything on their own. When I know God has blessed me with his favor and has used some people in my life to help me get to this point and they don't even know me. And, uh, and, and those same people, watch this, are making sure my children are taken care of as well. They must do the work. They must do what they need to do. Uh, because these people are not going to let you, uh, you know, uh, give you things and support you if you're not doing what you should be doing for the Lord. I like those kinds of blessings that are extended to my children. So I'm not interested in doing anything that's going to cut off those blessings. Okay? But and let me help you. Because some of you have people like this in your life. They act like they don't like blessings. These Negroes who that you do give them something and they act like they don't like it or they don't want it. Uh, uh, some of you, that's, that's, see, listen to me. That's demon activity. In your marriage and in your family. It's demonic activity. Something's wrong somewhere. Save people. They get a blessing. They find they get favor in God's sight. They are very thankful. And they, they will pray and thank the Lord for it. And, and thank the Lord for favor and blessings that happened 5 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago. 
But people who are lost and on their way to a devil's hell, even though they may be religious, they there. Listen, here's a sign of demon possession. When these people are never happy, they're never cheerful, they're never joyful. Souls can be saved, they're not happy about it. Things can be supplied for the church and ministry, they're never happy. Uh, they get a treat, or they, 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 somebody offered them something, they're not happy about that. They look at it suspiciously. Things that are designed to benefit them, that's where I want to get to. For their own good. And they don't even want to do it or take it. People, you have a demon-possessed person on your hands. Because demons, if you read the Bible, demons hurt the carrier that they're in. And they're never thankful. Have you ever heard a demon thank God for something? They're not going to do that. Demons are never thankful. They're never grateful. They're always negative. And they will not even receive things and do things for their own good. Okay? And yes, that's what I have in my wife, Marika White. That's why I pray, you hear me pray, that I pray this every day, that God would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her life. She won't do what the doctor tells her to do. She won't do what her husband has told her to do, which would have prevented uh, the going to the doctor in the first place. <clears throat> the doctor tells her something to do. I tell her while she's talking to the doctor, because I'm right in there with her. I tell her to write it down, right in front of the doctor. She doesn't want to write it down, but she goes ahead and huffs and puffs and writes it down. And, and I, I say, make sure you tell me about that when we get home. <clears throat> she says nothing for days and weeks. Why is that? There's a demon possession problem. There's a demon problem somewhere. When you don't do things to help yourself. And you but, but you yet you want people to pay attention to you. There's something wrong somewhere. Okay? Now, why do I tell you this? Because there's some of you shaking your head. Mm -hmm, you're right, Richard. Because I got somebody like that in my family. Yeah. See, you must understand, people. All God's children go through the same stuff. You're not the only one. That's the main reason why I tell you stuff like this. And I tell you details because when, when you, people tell the truth and tell details, it rings true. See? It rings true, and you be shaking your head saying, man, that's what I'm dealing with, see?
So that's the reason why. And God gave me the liberty to do so. I wouldn't do this if God didn't give me the liberty to do so. It's not designed to hurt her because she's already heard this a million times. But because she's not saved, she can't see how it would benefit others. See? So husbands, love your wives. Understand that love does not always look like love in according to our little minds God's thoughts are, are, are different than our thoughts wives reverence your husband now let me tell you something wives if you could do just that alone respect your husband what is respecting your husband let him know what you're going to do what is, what is respecting God and reverencing God? Acknowledging him in all of your ways. Why did God bless David? Because David acknowledged the Lord in all of his ways. Why did God call David a man after my own heart? Because God, David would always inquire of God as to what to do in most cases. He was not perfect in it, but that characterized his life. Sometimes, wives, all you got to do is just say, uh, honey, I'm going to go to the store and pick up some food for the night. You don't even have to ask if you have, if you have it like that in uh, uh, your relationship. But you're letting him know what you're going to do. That's respecting him. You just don't get up with your keys and your purse and you just go on out the door. And the man, your husband is right there. Let him know what you're doing. And then do what you say you're going to do. Don't don't go hook up with a girlfriend. Pick up the groceries and come back in a reasonable time. And fix him some food. And then everything will be fine. Okay. Alright folks. Let's pray for some other folks together. As we pray over our prayer list. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving in the morning. Lord, in this country and around the globe, and Lord, we do pray for the millions, but we also pray for the few. By name, as we have for 800 plus services. Lord, we pray for the family and <clears throat> friends of Nevada resident Omar Diaz. Uh, that you would comfort these families and draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Leon Maya. We pray for the family and friends of Georgia resident Bobby J. Johnson. And we commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And we also pray now for some new prayer requests. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we pray for P.T. Please help him to experience your presence 
and communion with you. Uh, prayer, love, joy, inner peace that passeth all understanding. We pray for Nita. We pray for Mike Tyson to believe on Jesus Christ and be saved as his Lord and Savior. We pray for Phil. Please save his mother, Lorraine, and heal her from hearing loss, memory loss, bad posture, body pain, and high blood pressure, and give her excellent health and a long life. Please remove all their debt and financial uh, and bless them with financial blessings and bless them with financial security. Please save Steve and Jackie and give them excellent health and long life. Please save Joe, heal him from cancer and give him long life. Please bless Phil with the right woman to marry as well. Help him to be the right man to marry. And uh, Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of these people. Uh, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and help them all to grow in the faith and be the strong Christians that you want them to be. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through hearing the gospel preached from this pulpit. We pray for Rodney, Marion, Jose, Mary Love, J.J. Boyson. And Lord, we commit all of these souls into your hands. We pray for those who have recommitted their lives to you. Help the, all of these people saved and those who have recommitted their lives to you to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Samson, Norellis, David, Patty, N.T., and all others. All of the thousands who have gotten saved and who have come back to you down through the years. And Holy Father God, we pray now that you would save those who are lost. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to uh, preach your Holy Gospel so that people can understand it and come to know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you are here with us today and you are not saved, hear the gospel that Jesus Christ preached first and best. Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent words and the most important words ever said to mankind. And that is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. God is the initiator of this plan of salvation. Why? Because God loves you. In spite of your sin, God loves you and God loves me. God loves each and every one of us. So much so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
Jesus Christ through the Virgin Mary came into the world that means that no man had anything to do with the birth of Jesus Christ he is the Son of God he never committed any sins in word thought or deed he proved that he was God in the flesh by working miracles for example he walked on the water because he made the water when a storm arose he said peace be still and uh, the winds got quiet and uh, the sea sat down he raised people from the dead he went to the tomb of Lazarus and called Lazarus by name Lazarus come forth and Lazarus came forth he is the Son of God another name for Jesus is Emmanuel which means God with us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son he became the Passover Lamb of God for the sins of the entire world not only for the Jews but for the Gentiles too. Red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Your sins have been taken away because uh, if your sins are not taken care of, you will go to hell. And the way you do your part in taking care of that is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Trust in Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ. Have faith in Jesus Christ. Depend upon Jesus Christ to save your soul from the hell that you deserve because of your sins. And he will save your soul. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish that means you will not go to hell. <clears throat> you will not perish in hell, but have everlasting life. And this is a very real matter. This is a very real situation. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Uh, you say, well, what is sin? Sin is lying and stealing, lusting after people and things, coveting after what other people have. disobeying and dishonoring your parents disobeying God and taking God's name in vain all of those sins have to be paid for either you're going to pay for them in hell or you're going to believe in Jesus Christ in this life uh, who paid your sin debt so if you want to be saved today follow me in prayer uh, as I pray the sinners prayer 
as I pray the sinner's prayer. Please join me uh, and repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Believing in your heart in nothing else or nobody else but Jesus Christ. Follow me in prayer. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have sinned against you in many ways and repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins and transgressions and trespasses. Because of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I do believe in you. I do believe in my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day to pay my sin debt. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me and you believed in your heart in Jesus Christ, as his word says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life then according to the word of God, you are now saved from hell and you are now saved to heaven. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting in Jesus Christ. Now to help you grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith, please go to Gospel Light Society uh, international gospelisociety.com and read my book free of charge what to do after you enter through the door 
And that book will give you your next steps as to what you need to do uh, to grow in the faith and to become a strong Christian disciple for the Lord. Also, please uh, email us and let us know that you got saved today and uh, so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can maintain communication with you and send you more materials to grow in the faith. Until next time, my beloved, may God bless you and may God keep you as we now uh, listen to the music after this prayer. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, uh, I praise you and I thank you for what you have done and what you're doing and what you will do. We pray still for over three million souls to be saved if that has not been done through the preaching of your Holy Gospel through this ministry alone, but we pray for millions more to get saved through other ministries across the country and around the globe. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing. <laughs>